All right, praise the Lord. Let's, uh, let's put our uh, uh, opening verse here. Put that up on the board, if you will. Praise the Lord. What a good God, amen? amen. All right, praise the Lord. We have, of course, been talking about stress-free living on our midweek services. Amen. And again, we're going to do that. Praise God. Uh, but know this. Everybody say, know this. Okay, um, if it says to know something, then we need to know it, praise God. He said, in the last days, or as days progress, amen, perilous times will come. I think we've all figured that out, right? It's happening. Uh, again, the word perilous means uh, difficult, ferocious, or fierce. It means times of stress. In fact, most of our cross-references actually say times of stress or days of stress. Uh, it means the reducing of strength or reducing the strength of. Uh, strength of. So, uh, you know, anytime stress is, on, uh, is happening, anytime you're feeling stress, that's exactly what begins to happen, is it reduces your strength. Amen. Yeah. And uh, stress ain't good for nobody. Right. And, you know, you, you know, in the beginning of this uh, year, when we began to talk about stress-free living, uh, you know, um, I don't remember all the statistics now, but, uh, uh, you know, they say that the majority of, of uh, sickness or diseases that are out there are started by stress. I don't know what the, you know, the, the actual, uh, you know, dip or, uh, ratio is on that, but I know it's, it's up there, way up there. And, um, you know, they, you can kind of go on and down the line and talk about everything from marital problems to financial problems to, you know, business problems, health problems, everything seems to, there's so much that comes out of just stress. And uh, when you stop and you think about it, you know, you weren't made to carry stress. No. You weren't designed to carry stress. And so God has, uh, has tried to make a way here for you and me uh, to walk free from stress, even though out there it's stressful. I mean, we don't have to look at that very long. I mean, all you got to do is watch the news for about three minutes, a minute and a half, and you pretty much figure out it's pretty stressful out there. Come on now. And if you don't watch it, you get caught up in it, and next thing you know, you're all stressed out too. And uh, so that's not, that's not any good. Now, of course, this text here, you know, we read through the whole thing, uh, you know, took a week or so and did that and talking about the, the importance of uh, not being self-serving or self-striving because anytime you're self-serving or self-striving, amen, you're doing it all in your power, in your ability, in your strength. And really, to be honest, anytime you think about stress and the cause of stress, it's usually going to come down to one of those two things. We're either self-serving or self-striving, all right? And so neither one of them are good. Instead, what we need to be, amen, is lovers of God rather than lovers of ourselves. Come on, somebody. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, lover of God is what you need to be. Praise God. Amen. So now what we've done, uh, what we've done over the last several weeks, we've talked about that stress can be a, a direct result from, from not yielding totally to the leadings of God. I mean, oh, God's trying to lead us every day. Come on, right? God's, you know, trying to commute and fellowship with us and commune with you and, and lead you down, uh, you know, every day. Just, just uh, you know, that's, that's how this works. You know, you follow God and, and you're not as stressed out. Come on now. And so what we've done is we've talked about uh, different ways of uh, following God, the leadings of God. Uh, we've taken a week and, uh, or so and talked about, you know, how God communicates to us, how God leads, the different ways that he does that. We did a lot of that through the life of Paul um, we also uh, took a week and, and talked about um, uh, what, what are some reasons, maybe, that we don't follow the leadings of God. And, uh, in fact, remember that? I think, was that, uh, was that last week even? It might have been last week. Let's see that. I think it was. 
And we talked about some of the reasons why we don't follow, all right? It could be just the fact we reject what we hear, we neglect it, we ignore it. Maybe we get offended. That happens. Uh, by being just foolish. We've seen some uh, verses on that. And then the last one we talked about is by not being able to discern uh, when God is talking to us. Amen? Remember, that's kind of how we finish this thing. And so what we decided that what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about uh, you know, having a discerning ear or a developed ear uh, to hear from heaven and what it's going to take uh, to do that. Amen? Now, how many remember now, uh, life is, it gets pretty good when you hear God and follow God. Yes. You know, it can be the difference between the abundant life and not having the abundant life. It could be the difference between the blessing and the curse. Come on, between uh, before uh, or the difference between uh, walking in the promised land or your promised land versus the wilderness. We found all of this is contingent on hearing and following. Still with me? Uh, scripture's even clear uh, about days like heaven on earth. You can have that, but it's all it's contingent. It's contingent on hearing and following. And so, you know, I'd rather have days like heaven on earth than uh, what's uh, uh, Proverbs 12 talks about, uh, uh, you know, that the, the way ends up in the way of death, or uh, it literally means uh, the way of Hades, or in other words, days like hell on earth. So I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather have the days like heaven on earth. It just sounds better to me. I don't know about you guys. You know, just the thought I'm having. Uh, but uh, it's contingent on whether or not we're going to hear from heaven and follow heaven's uh, leadings or not. So with that said, let's talk about uh, what it's going to take to have a discerning ear so that we are hearing from heaven. Amen. So we're going to start in Isaiah 50. Let's go there, Isaiah 50. And let's see if uh, we can get this done today, or at least get as far as I have to get today. Isaiah 50. And we're going to talk about, you know, having a discerning ear or a developed ear uh, to hear from heaven. Amen. Now, are you here to hear from heaven? Yes. All right, all right. So if, we are, if we're in the pursuit of, of hearing from heaven, amen, then we're going, to have, uh, we're going to give God place, amen. So Isaiah 50, and we're going to go to like verse 4, and probably both verses 4 and 5 maybe in here. It says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, or a disciplined tongue, in other words, uh, one that is taught or, or trained, that I should know how to speak a word in season, amen, to him who is, in, who is weary, that I may know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. In other words, uh, God wants to train you to be able to say the right thing at the right time. Yeah. That's really what he's saying there. It also says, he awakens me morning by morning. Everybody say morning by morning. See, it refers to a daily thing or a progressive thing here. See, morning by morning, he awakens my ear. Okay, he awakens my ear. That literally means to open my ear. All right, that means to hear, right? And to hear as the learned. There's that word again. In other words, as someone that, uh, you know, that's disciplined or trained. Amen. So he's talking about, uh, you know, a, a daily thing happening, a daily process. All right. Um, how many know you can't skip? Uh, you can't skip process on the way to progress. You want to progress in anything, you want to grow in anything, there's, there's usually going to be some process along the way. Come on now. There's going to be some growth de development. There's going to be changes that happen, right? Come on. So he's talking about, you know, uh, you, know you developing uh, an ear to hear, amen, morning by morning. Amen. I think that's significant. Amen. Taking the time every day to just hear from heaven is going to be real key. And, of course, I'm getting ahead of myself here a little bit. Uh, but anyway, so verse, uh, let's put verse 5 in there. And uh, I might talk about this one, too, maybe a little later. Uh, the Lord God has opened my ear, 
and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. So, so that's kind of what we talked about last week, remember? So, you know, if God's going to be communicating talking to us, you can't just shut it off. I'll try this side over here. You can't just shut it off. Come on now, am I boring you tonight? Come on now, praise the Lord. So that's what he's talking about. See, you know why it worked for Jesus? Because he, didn't, he wasn't rebellious to what was said. He didn't turn, it, he didn't turn away from it. Amen. And uh, the reason the children of Israel uh, got in the much troubles they did, why they're cruising around in a wilderness for 40 years, is all based on this thing right here. Every time God tried to talk to them about something, they turned a deaf ear. Come on now. They'd ignore it, rebel. They'd get all upset. They'd, they'd just do the opposite or whatever. Uh, always whining, always belly aching, always uh, boo-hooing about something. And so instead of listening and following God, uh, they turned an 11-day journey, according to Deuteronomy. It was an 11-day journey to the promised land from where they were at, uh, the mount that they were worshiping at, to a 40-year uh, you know, adventure. Are you hearing me today? And that 40-year adventure ended up being lethal uh, for that generation because they all became fertilizer. And uh, until the next generation, amen, they, they ended up going in and getting the promised land. Amen. And if you really want to get technical and critical about it, this is what God addressed Joshua about. Amen. That you better maintain an ear to hear. Amen. Get your, get your head in the right place. Get your mouth in the right place. Amen. Don't let everything that goes on uh, consume you. Follow uh, the words of God, the commands or the utterances of God on a daily basis. Amen. Yeah. And as a result of it, amen, he, he was successful. Amen. They had one little glitch with uh, AI, but other than that glitch, amen, everything flowed like it should. Right. Praise God. In fact, after AI, uh, they had, I think it was 31 consecutive victories. Amen. And then they ended up taking their promised land, divide the land out, praise God. And then, of course, in the end, his, his ending deal is, uh, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. Amen. So he obviously remained in a place, amen, where he uh, heard God, followed God all through that, amen, and even right up to the end there, praise God. Amen? Okay, so uh, first thing is, um, I'm just going to, this is just probably the best way to say it. When you look at it this way, he awakens me, verse 4 again, he awakens me morning by morning. It's a daily process. He awakens my ear, okay? So now here, here's the first thing. If, you're gonna, if we're going to have a developed ear, um, you have to just be okay with this, okay? Uh, it, it will take time. Come on now. Uh, to have a, a real discerning ear, it takes a little time. You've got to be okay with that. It takes some time. It takes some discipline. And that's not a dirty word. It takes some time. It takes some discipline. It takes some purpose. I mean, you've got to have some purpose uh, or you won't stick with it. Come on now. Are you still with me? So it takes some time. Okay, so just write that down. It takes some time. Amen. So that's just, I think that's a simple thing. Obviously, it's a thing that can happen morning by morning. I'm not saying it has to take, you know, years on end. But I believe as the years progress, I believe your discerning uh, gets, should get better. Because there's a lot of people who've been saved a lot of years, ain't got no discernment. I'll leave that alone. But anyway, praise the Lord. We should at least be developing in our, uh, in our hearing, amen, have some discernment, you know, so that we know uh, we're listening, uh, who we're listening to and not some stranger or the, or the voice of another, it means, amen. So uh, praise God, it takes some time. Look at your neighbor and say, it takes a little time. Hallelujah. So it takes a little time. Now, if you guys remember, um, I didn't necessarily give them this, but in 1 Samuel 3, we have Samuel. He's just a young boy. Uh, he's uh, just basically, he was, you know, his mom, of course, you know, uh, gave him unto the Lord. And he, so here he is serving the prophet of God, Eli. 
And, uh, and of course, Eli was, uh, was not in a place, spiritual place where he needed to be, uh, but all of a sudden the Spirit of God begins to communicate with Samuel. And so he calls him out by name, and uh, Samuel, because his ear is not discerned yet, come on, his ear wasn't discerned, he gets up, he runs into Eli's room, say, what'd you want? Okay, so he wasn't discerning yet, okay? Uh, so Eli says, well, you know, I didn't call you, go back to bed. Now, obviously, Eli wasn't discerning enough either, it took him a while to get this, uh, but uh, anyway, that's a whole other sermon. Uh, but anyway, so Eli goes back into the room, uh, lays back down again, hears his name called out again. So he runs again back into Eli's room and says, hey, you know, what, 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 what? I heard you. I know what you're calling me. Somebody's calling me here, you know. No, I didn't call you. Sends him back to his room. The third time, right? He gets called again. Uh, Samuel, you know, and all of a sudden he gets up, runs once again back in the eyes room. He's thinking, man, what is going on? Goes in there and finally Eli gets it. Oh, yeah, that's right. God's probably talking. Right? Come on now. So he sends him back into his room. He says, the next time uh, that you hear that, just say, uh, go ahead, Lord, speak. You know, you know, you know. So he had some help there. Eli helped him a little bit with a little discernment, even though Eli took a little while for him to grab it. But anyway, the point is, is uh, you know, you don't get it necessarily overnight. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to, to get your ear discerning, right? All right. Praise God. Now, uh, you know, for whatever it's worth, um, you know, we go from glory into glory, from faith to faith, strength to strength, grace upon grace. The Word says He's the author and finisher of our faith, you know, the originator and perfecter of that, praise God. Philippians 1 says that, you know, we can be confident that He who's begun a good work will complete that work, amen. Uh, look at your neighbor, say you can be confident that what He started, come on, tell him what He started, He'll finish, praise God, amen. But now, see, it takes a little time, and you got to be okay with this, it takes a little time, it takes a little discipline, amen. And it takes a little purpose. You've got to have some purpose. Amen. If you want to get better at having a discerning ear, have a developed ear to hear uh, from heaven, then you've got to be okay with the fact that it will take a little bit of time. But you can get it. If you work with it and stay with it, you'll get it. Praise God. Amen. Okay, so let's. Uh, so the first one, it takes time. All right? Let's uh, go to Proverbs 20. Uh, Proverbs 20, please. And uh, verse. we're going to go to verse 12. Proverbs 20 and verse 12, please. You doing okay? Yeah. All right now. Okay, the hearing ear, verse 12, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Okay, the hearing ear and the seeing eye. And I, I believe with all my heart, he's not just talking about a natural thing here. Okay, not talking about the fact that he made your natural ear to hear and your natural eyeball to see, although we, you know, duh, right? But I believe he's literally talking, literally being able to hear, amen, and see the things you need to see. The Word talks about that. You know, that's what made Jesus set him apart from everybody else, was his ability to hear the Father and his ability to see the things the Father was trying to show him. He said, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it. Amen. That's what set him apart. Now, we know, according to the Scripture, Jesus said, the same works that I do shall you do. Amen. He said, you know, he's no respecter of persons. So if God's designed him, amen, come on now, if God's designed him to be able to hear and be able to see, then you should be able to hear and see too. Come on now, right? 
And that's really the challenge is just, you know, accepting the fact that he has already given us a hearing ear. Are you still with me? Now I'm going somewhere with this. All right. Give me a, I think I gave you a couple other, give me that Matthew 13 and 16. Uh, But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. Okay. All right. How about John 10? Put that up. Just real quick. We're going to make a statement here. To him, uh, the doorkeeper opens. And the sheep hear his voice. Come on, not talking about his sheep. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads him out. So, right now, so how many believe that? Three of you. How many believe that? All right, see, now now, now here's the deal. Uh, If you believe that, then stop saying anything other than that. The point is he's given you an ear to hear. So here's the next Here's the next. Uh, statement here, okay? Now, not only is it going to take some time, but it's also going to take times of confession. That means you're going to have to get your mouth working for you. That's, a, that's the best way I can just say it. It just kind of fits, so that's why I said it that way. Amen. But it, you're going to have to, amen, the word homos logia, same word. You're going to have to say the same thing. So if you're going around saying, I can't ever hear, I ain't never going to be able to hear, I can't, I can't hear to God, I don't know why everybody talks about hearing God, I can't hear God, it just never works for me, and I never hear nothing. Stop it. Come on now. Because he said that you can hear. It says he calls every one of us out by name and he leads us. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. He's given us an ear to hear. Amen. He's designed our ear to hear. Amen. So we need to be saying, I have an ear to hear. Still with me? Yes. Uh, Mark 4 and I don't know, like 23 or something like that. Thank you very much. It says, if anyone has an ear to hear. Let him hear. So, Does anybody here have an ear to hear? Yeah. I have an ear to hear. Amen. So if you have an ear to hear, then let him hear. Praise God. Amen. I think it's over 20 times that's said in there. Revelations 2 and 3 brings it out after every time he deals with each church. He says, the, if you have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is trying to say to the church. Amen. Have an ear to hear. Yeah, right. Amen. Actually, that's a, that was too... Chapter 2 and chapter 3. Sorry about that. That's what that reference is. All right, so if anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear. Praise God. Now, uh, I put, uh, go ahead and put the uh, Job 22 up there, if you will. Job 22 and 28 says this. You will also declare a thing. I love this. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. Okay. You shall declare a thing, and it shall be established for you. It literally means to be set in order. Established. It will be established or set in order for you, so light then will shine on all your ways. See, the problem we have is we're not, we're not talking about what we can have. We talk about uh, what, we, what, what we already are experiencing most of the time. We talk about, I can't hear God, and I just don't understand how we can do this. And he talks about hearing, I just can't hear. Stop it. Well, you need to just start saying what you need to be saying. Say what he said. Uh, you know, 1 Timothy 6 and, and 12 says, you know, uh, the same word. Amen. Uh, confess the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You say the same word. You say his word. You don't say your word. You don't go around saying you can't hear. You start talking about how I can hear. And it begins to be established for you so that light then begins to shine on your ways. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. So my point is this. Get your mouth working for you. Now, this is key about discernment because you're establishing your way. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Jesus says, now what goes in the mouth is what comes out your mouth that messes you over. Come on, right? 
So get your mouth. You've got you to establish that. Amen. So you're sitting there trying to grow and trying to develop, and then you, you keep kicking yourselves in the shins. Come on. Dragging yourself under the bus uh, most of the time because of your own words. Yeah. Does anybody hear me? So it's key. So I feel like it's pretty key as far as when we talk about discernment, we talk about a developed ear, uh, you know, get your mouth working for you. All right? Start saying what the book says. I have an ear to hear. I have an ear to hear. Amen. I'm of his, I'm of his, I'm one of his sheep. Amen. And he calls me by name and he leads me out. Praise God. Amen. I, I know his voice. I hear his voice. I follow his voice. Amen. These are the things that need to come out your mouth. Amen. Are you still with me? All right. Praise God. Let's look at another one. Isn't that quick, wasn't it? Romans 12. Let's look at one here. Romans 12. We're talking about different ways, different things that help us. Amen. Develop our ear to hear. Amen. Just some simple things that work. All right. Romans 12, verse 2, please. Says this, and do not be conformed to this world. Or adapted to this world, all right? I mean, no, if you don't do anything, you just adapt, all right? So it says, don't be conformed to the world, but what do you do? You be transformed, right? Uh, Metamorphio, which we we get our word metamorphosis, all right? So transformed, how how are you transformed? By what? The renewing of your mind, amen, that you may prove, everybody say prove, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Now, uh, this is pretty key because, of course, we know he's talking about renewing your mind to the Word of God. Amen. So, but yet it's going to take a renewing. But here is what it says, that you may prove or discern, that word means. See, that you may prove or discern what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God's always trying to make His will known. Nowhere in there does it say He's hiding His will. Even the Word of God, when it brings out, the, the, talks about the hidden mysteries of God, it says they've been hidden for you, not from you, for you. Amen. Amen. That's good news, right? So uh, God is always, in fact, uh, Ephesians, I want to say Ephesians 5, it says, it says uh, uh, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Father is. Amen. So he he's wants us to know the will of God. He wants you filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? That you have a walk worthy of Him, fully pleasing to Him and fruitful in every good work. Praise God. Amen. So God wants you to know His will. He's not holding it back. He wants you to know it. But how are you going to know it if you don't ever begin to renew your mind to the word we don't ever take any time and hear the word and meditate the word and 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 read the word you know i mean everything's so easy now i mean man everything you can just hook up your phone with some kind of app and you hit that and it's talking to you and you got the word coming or you got messages concerning the word coming at you praise god Amen. That's what it's about. It's about growing and developing, renewing our mind. If we do that, we become transformed. Amen. Metamorphosized. Amen. Like a caterpillar to a butterfly. That's metamorphosis. Amen. And so you're, you were this, but now you're this. Praise God. God wants you to spread your wings. Have, you know, praise the Lord. Amen. So anyway, the point is this. Amen. That it says that you may prove or that you may discern. So one of those things is because there's voices all the time. I said there's voices all the time. God's talking. The enemy's talking. The world's talking. People are talking. Come on now. And if you don't watch it, you're not discerning 
Amen the will of God concerning things because you're maybe more caught up with what that person said or more caught up with what the enemy's trying to say or more caught up with what the world says. Amen. Anybody hearing me? You know, one of the things, the dangers that, that happens, and, and I'm not here to uh, bad, you know, bad mouth education or nothing, but how many people go off to school and, and then, you know, if they don't, know who, they don't know who they are, man, it isn't long, and man, somebody says something, next thing you know, they come back thinking something different. And they don't all do that, of course, but, but you, we all know some that have. Come on now. And all that happened was because they didn't discern things. Things were being said and done. They go, well, that sounds cool. That sounds good. And come to find out, it doesn't line up with the book. That ain't God's voice. That ain't God. Come on now. Well, it sounds good. It appears good. There's a way that seems right. Come on, right? But it ends in death. Come on. Days like hell on earth. That's what it means. So that ain't what we want. So the only way, the only way that keeps somebody from not falling into that is they got to be able to discern things. Okay, and if you don't know what the word says, you're probably not going to be right. You're not going to be able to discern things properly. Still with me? Again, we're not bad minded. It's just the way it is. Okay, you can go at work. Come on now, you grow up. You know, grandma's grandma taught it, and we all bought it. Grandma was probably a sweet Grammy. We love Grammy. Amen. Hallelujah for Grammy. Amen. But maybe, maybe she, maybe she didn't know what the Lord thought about that. Come on, somebody. That was how she was taught, or, you know, you know, grandpa taught it, and dad bought it, and then he taught it, and then we bought it. Come on now. It just stuff sometimes gets passed down that, that maybe nobody took the time to find out, is that really the word of God? Does God really think that way, or is that just how we think? Again, probably good-meaning folks, right? They all love you, and they're all good people. Come on, somebody. But we still talking about a discerning ear. Being able to discern when God begins to communicate with you on a daily basis if we're not taking any time in the Word. Come on now. Hearing me? Then what's going to happen is, chances are, you know, you're not going to be discerning. Somewhere along the line, we're going to get off. Well, let's see. I thought that one would go over good. Let's try another one maybe. Huh? You doing all right? So that would be time in the Word, right? So time, you know, time... uh, uh, you know, just spending the time to do this, times of confession, time in the Word. Amen. Here's another one, okay? Let's, let's try, uh, let's see here. I didn't, uh, what did I give you here? Psalms 119. Go ahead and put that up real quick. That'll just kind of, uh, I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I have laid before. Uh, 130, I'm sorry. I must have, so it's Psalms 119, verse 130 says, The entrance of your words, there we go, gives light and understanding to the simple. The entrance of your words, that's Psalms 119, verse 130. So that was probably my mistake there. All right, so the entrance of your words gives light and gives understanding to the simple. Everybody say the entrance of God's word. All right, thank you. Amen. Doesn't take much. You just, you just start spending some time with the word. You'd be amazed how when the word starts coming in, all of a sudden things. I mean, how many know it was different for you, right? When, when you started hearing some truths, all of a sudden you realize, you know, that isn't how I used to always think. Wow, that's different. I, and it ain't long. I mean, you get about a year into this, and you're already looking back going, man, I think a whole lot different than I used to. It didn't take long. Right? But, see, then now if the Spirit of God begins to talk, you're more apt to grab hold of it. Or the voice of another, amen, you're discerning enough to know, I don't give heed to that voice. All right? I mean, think about how many things. uh, Has anybody ever took a wrong turn? (laughs) 
Has anybody ever made a, a bad choice? You know, we've all been there, right? Come on. And if we would have just maybe at the moment of the choice, if maybe we would have had all the information. You may know what I'm talking about? Come on, right? If I would have just had all the information. Come on now. I've even done it before. You know, I had learned early on, you know, especially when it comes time to counseling, there's usually two sides of the story. It's just a thought, you know. But anyway, you know, somebody comes in and says everything, and you go, that's horrible. Till the next person talks, and you go, making more sense now. Okay, right? Come on, right? So you can't, you just learn, you just can't make certain judgment calls until you Get all the information. Come on, somebody. So sometimes it's the same thing when you start looking just everyday living, everyday life. You know, God's trying to get you right information. Come on now. Come on now. God's trying to get you right information. The enemy's deceptive. The enemy's always trying to, you know, the Word says we're not ignorant of his devices. You know, 2 Corinthians says, amen, and says that he, the way he, same way he deceived Eve is how he's trying to deceive you and me. Come on now. Just to try to mess up the simplicity that's in God. Come on now. He, that's how he works. Now, the reason I mention that is because, see, ignorance is a doorway. Knowledge is a doorway. Ignorance is a doorway. Come on, somebody. See, ignorance is a doorway for the enemy. And anytime you remain ignorant about truth, you know, he, just, he just goes in and out of that doorway all day long, and you don't have any idea. You don't even know. I didn't know I, I, didn't know I could shut him down. I didn't know I could tell him he couldn't come in here. I didn't know that I could not, you know, I thought I had to pull over and let him in the car. I, I, I didn't know. Come on, somebody. You know, we always say that, you know, you let, the, you let the enemy in the car, and pretty soon he's driving. Come on, somebody. Huh? You let him in the house, and ain't long, he's taking over the master bedroom. Come on now. That's how this stuff works. And so if you're, but if you know the truth, he can't come in there and deceive you anymore. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. They don't have all the truth. They don't have all the information. All right. Isaiah brings out the fact that he said, my people, again, he said, my people uh, are taken captive because they don't have all the information. They don't have all the right information. So what happens, they're basing, on, they're basing their decisions on, on what somebody else said or what was passed down. Come on now. Yeah. Jesus said you, people literally make the word of God to no effect based on traditions that just get passed. Come on now. It's just wrong information. Amen. Anybody hearing me today? Yeah. So if we want to be able to discern, you know, what God's talking and what he's saying and how, you know, what he's leading and directing then one of those things that has to happen is we got to get the right information pumped into our head. Amen. Come on now. Get our mind renewed to the right stuff. Come on now. And it will take some time. Come on. It does take some discipline. Come on now. Hallelujah. It does take purpose. Amen. If you're thinking, I don't need the word, then, you know, chances are, uh, you know, some of the things you, you may be, uh, some of the choices, decisions you make may not be right ones. You know, for whatever it's worth, you know, um, God did not design his people to live by the school of hard knocks. And I don't even know if you know this, but school of hard knocks has a high tuition. Okay. But God, he made his people see to be, to be led, to follow him. Amen. If you're led by him, you don't have to go through the school of hard knocks. Now we've all been there. We've all enrolled in a few classes. Come on, right? I don't think there's a person listening or watching by internet right now that hasn't, you know, enrolled in that class once or twice. Just saying, okay. But, uh, you know, uh, that isn't really how God designed it, all right? 
So God wants to lead his people. Praise God. Amen. So everybody say time with the word. Praise God. All right, time with the word. All right, go to Psalms 46. Psalms 46 and 10, please. Here's a common verse here. Uh, it says this, Be still and know that I'm God, and I will be exalted among the nations, and I will uh, be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Literally, word be still literally means to cease, to stop, literally to, to let go. Not a, and so in other words, you're not all caught up in everything. You learn how to be still once in a while. Amen. And know, in other words, that word know there literally means to discover or discern. Be still and begin to learn, discover, know, to discern that I'm God. Amen. Everybody say, be still. Now, uh, here's what I put in here on this. I put times of consecration. That's a big old word, but, but the word consecration literally means a, a separation unto, a, a setting aside it means literally a time of devotion or a time of dedication. So that's kind of what he's talking about. Somewhere along the line, you have to learn how to be still once in a while. Come on now. Are you hearing me? I mean, I, I feel like, you know, there's just, when, you, when you take some time, especially, you know, in the mornings, I think, you know, I think it's morning by morning, so I, I kind of take it that way. And, it's, and that's what works for me. Uh, I get it. Maybe not everybody, you know, not everybody's a morning person. Don't raise your hand. But not everybody's a morning person. Uh, you know, but uh, I get it. Um, so, but you have to find what works, but at least I feel like at least in your time oh, communing with God, fellowshipping with God, there needs to be some time in there where you get still and learn to listen a little bit. Amen. And that's challenging in this day and age because everything is so noisy, and if it ain't noisy, we go make it noisy. Right. <laughs> We've got a whole generation that does this. Okay, or this, come on, and it ain't just our kids, come on, sometimes we have to understand, see, we, 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 we're, we're so, you know, it's like some people get weirded out if it's too quiet, so, you know, you have to learn how sometimes to be still a little bit, because remember now, here, this is key, I know prayer is a, a two-party thing. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a back and forth thing. Amen. It, it, there's no doubt. It's a, you know, it's it's a it's a communication between two individuals. Come on now. But let's face it. When you're talking and communicating to the one that knows everything, it would pay to zip a lip once in a while and listen. Come on now. Sometimes we get in our prayer time and it's all about our petition, all about making sure, you know, get our confession out there and make sure, you know, uh, you know, make sure God, you know, knows all the stuff I need today, you know. And you don't think God already knows what you need? And sometimes, see, listen, sometimes already by prayer time, you've already determined how your whole day is going to go. And this is what I need to get my day through today, God. Make sure I got this, 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 and this, and this. Oh, wait a minute, I forgot this. I need this too. And get all this down. You know, gimme, gimme, gimme. My name's Jimmy. Hello. If your name's Jim, sorry about that. Anyway, the point is, amen, that's kind of how a lot of prayer times are. And that isn't really, I mean, there's a time for petition, a time for the prayer of faith, a time uh, for agreement. There's a time, uh, you know, travail. There's all types of words talking about all types of prayer. Come on now. And, and so we're not taking away from any of that. But somewhere along the line, there needs to be this. Learn how to be still. 
You might be amazed what the Spirit of God talks to you about. You know, some people get nervous. They think if I, if I, get, if I get too vulnerable here, you know, God's going to make me do something I don't want to do. I found most of the time it's pretty simple stuff. I mean, he may talk to you about some, you know, something serious and that kind of thing, no doubt. But I found most of the time it's just the simple little things. And he just, it's just a little thing, just a little tweak for the day. And it just kind of, kind of sets you right and, and moves you forward. And, and instead of that, you know, I mean, how, I can't even tell you how many times um, I allowed myself to worry about something or stress about something. Because remember, this is kind of what we're dealing with. Uh, and the whole time... You know, I'm just sitting there, oh, kind of working in my own head. <laughs> right? I, I, maybe you don't ever do that stuff, but I've done that stuff. And so, you know, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And you sit down and get a little quiet, and God says, you know, I already got that handled. Oh. You want to say, well, why did you tell me that an hour ago? He said, I was trying. You wouldn't get still. Come on now. I mean, you might be amazed at how many things the Spirit of God has already handled, and it just takes the stress and the, and the, and the strain and the striving and, the, uh, you know, all that stuff just kind of takes it away, praise God. So sometimes, you know, just getting still, it's just those little things that God says. It just kind of sets the day right. Come on now. Amen. You ever worry about your kids? I know you know, all know the right answer, but we've all done that, though. And the whole time, you might be amazed how the Spirit of God just gives you one little word and just kind of, oh, all right, praise the Lord. God's got this covered, you know? Are you with me? Anyway, so anyway, so times of consecration. I I had some other verses there. Uh, Psalm 62, put that up there. Uh, My soul waits silent. So he's talking to himself. He wants my my soul, my my will, my mind, my emotions. Uh, You know, I'm talking my soul waits silently for God alone. He's trying to tell himself that. All right. This is who we, this is who we get. We wait on God. We don't get all caught up with everything. He said, "For my expectation is from Him." Praise God. Amen. That's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Isaiah thirty. I thought this was a good one. Isaiah thirty, verse fifteen, uh, says this: "For for thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel: In returning uh, and rest, you shall be saved. Look at this: In quietness and confidence shall be your strength." And then in context, he starts dealing, but he's talking about in this whole text in chapter 30 here about those who won't and those that will. Those that won't just be still and rely on God here, lean on God here. This, your strength is relying on God, getting quiet, getting still, waiting on God. That's a strength. That's not a weakness, that's a strength. Yeah, that's good. Let's try that again. It's not a weakness, that's a strength. Amen. When you think it's all about you, Come on, your sufficiency, the Word says, your sufficiency is from Him. Yeah. In fact, put the, uh, I put like verse uh, 30, is that what it is? Did I give you that one too or not? No, verse 21, is that what it is? I'm looking at the wrong verse there, okay. So verse 21, that's it, that's the one. Uh, so this is the person that, that is taking heed to what he says. It says, your ear, I love this, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, in other words, so God, he's talking about being led. He says, so if you learn to get still and quiet, he goes on there and see further on down the chapter, he says, but those that are listening, those that are getting it, it's like all of a sudden you're going along and the Spirit of God says, turn to the right. There you go. Yeah, that was now left. There, there he goes. Just hold it right there. It's just it's the whole time just God steering and guiding you. Amen. 
One verse even says that you can get good enough, amen, that God can lead you with His eyes. You just kind of... Amen. Yeah, come on. That's pretty good. All right. I think I put, uh, did I put like one out of John 5? That's what it was. John 5, 30. There it is. Now, this is what Jesus said, right? He said, I can of myself, look, at Jesus said this, I can of myself do nothing. <laughs> wow. I mean, the Savior, right? I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, right? I make a judgment call. And my judgment's always righteous. Why? Because I'm not seeking my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. See, that's the thing. So now, I think it's like second, did I give you like second Corinthians three or, uh, yeah, there it is. That's uh, kind of quoted, uh, briefly quoted here. Uh, not that we are sufficient of ourselves. So the point is, is, you know, Jesus said, I'm not even sufficient of myself. Isn't that wild? He said, of, of myself, I can't even do this. So that's why I have to rely on hearing, you know, having an ear to hear and an eye to see. So that way that when I do things, Amen. You know, he didn't always walk on the water, did he? Huh? Come on now. He didn't always raise the dead. Come on. He didn't heal everybody. There were moments he came in certain areas where it said, and he healed them all. But there were a lot of places he went in, healed one person and walked out and left. And the, whole, and the words was clear. There was a whole bunch of other sick folk there. He went in, ministered to one, walked back out. He didn't rub mud in every blind guy's eye. He didn't steer every blind guy to the pool of Siloam. Come on now. There were a lot of people he walked right by until they cried out in faith and kept going. And then, you know, I, I can guarantee you what happened. The Spirit of God just, I think you better minister to him. Turn around, went back and ministered to this gentleman. Come on, somebody. Amen. The whole thing with Jairus and the woman with the issue of blood, all that, how that all operated. Come on, somebody. I mean, think about the success that Jesus walked in. You know, everything he did was successful. You know why? Because he didn't do the things that weren't going to be successful. He didn't waste his time with that. He wasn't led to do that. Anybody hear me? I bet if Jesus was a businessman, I bet every decision he make, he'd make money. Oh, darn right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. he'd know exactly when to buy, when to sell, down to the minute minute. Come on, somebody. He'd know who to talk to and who to just avoid. He'd walk into a room. Come on now. And somebody come up and say, can I help you? He said, "Um, no, no, not you. And you think, oh, how rude. No, no, he, he just, no, no. Oh, you, yeah, you. I need to talk to you. He'd know exactly who to talk to. Come on now. He'd know exactly where to go. He'd know how long to hang on to it, how long, amen, to, to, you know, when to let go of it. Come on now. I'm just saying, that's, this is how he operate. How did he know? Well, he'd hear and he'd see. Discernment. Are you still with me? I'd like that kind of ear. How about you? All right. So anyway, so uh, are you getting something out of this? All right. Praise the Lord. Um, Let's see. Um, I think well, let's move on here. So let's go to. Uh, so that was uh, times of consecration, or you know, getting still, getting quiet. How you like to word that? Uh, how about this time in the spirit? Right. 
Don't you think you probably, if you're going to be a spirit people, you probably should, you know, you know learn to pray in the spirit a little bit? Come on now. So let's go to Romans 8. Uh, you know, I think every sermon I could grab something out of Romans 8, and this is a good one. Uh, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now, the word sons, of course, is the word weos, which means mature one. So it's not talking about just, you know, anybody. It's talking about people that are, that are willing to let God. They mature themselves. They submit themselves to God. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, amen, he, that's what he calls them. You're mature. So that's just a key. If you want to be mature in God, then say, all right, Lord, lead me by your Spirit, praise God. Are you still with me? All right, so uh, being led by the Spirit, so time in the Spirit. Uh, let's put some verses up fairly quick here. Uh, John 16 uh, and 7, right? Jesus said this, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, in other words, the Holy Spirit, right, will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send Him to you. Everybody say advantage. advantage. So now the advantage. I like the advantage. Anybody else like the advantage? Yeah. I like the advantage. Uh, you know, it's nice to go into a, you know, into a situation and have the advantage. Yeah. Amen. Okay, so, uh, well, you do. Thank the Lord. You do. So he sent the Spirit of God. Amen. They didn't understand at the time. What do you mean go away? Where are you going? Don't go. We need you. Everything's going good right now. Why leave? No, I need to go because i got to send you the helper. And then, see, now it's, no longer, now it's no longer just me with you. Now the Spirit of God could be on the inside of you. Amen. In fact, let's uh, put the uh, is it John uh, 14 and 12. There we go. I'll read a few verses here on this one. It says, most assuredly, Jesus talking again, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, come on now, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And you think, what? And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. What? Verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. You think, whoa, man, whoa, this just, whoa, my head, woo, tilt, tilt, tilt. Right? Verse, uh, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commands. Amen? My commandments, my utterances. Amen? In other words, follow when I say things. That's all that means, utterances. Okay? And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper that He may abide with you forever. Verse 17, the Spirit of truth, just in case you don't know who we're talking about, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be what? In you, right? He, so uh, verse uh, 16 again, put that up there again. Uh, it says that he may abide with you forever. Amen. Now the world don't get it, but we get it. The world don't understand it because they don't see it. So anyway, the, the point being is in, even in context, he's talking about doing things, you know, being able to do the things that he did and even greater works. And he talks about, you know, being able to to move along in life and function in life where your needs are all met and you're, you're knowing when to pray and how to pray and how to believe. Come on, seeing the same success uh, that he did. Well, that, this is how it happens, because of the helper. Everybody say helper. helper. Oh, I know. It just wasn't too long ago we did a Sunday service on that, right? Come on now, the helper, the comforter, the consoler, the support, advocate, the standby, the intercessor, the mediator. Praise God. Amen. So anyway, the scriptures are pretty clear uh, that the Spirit of God can bring things to your remembrance. It says in John 14, it says that He can show you things to come in John 16. Amen. The Word says in Romans 8 again, uh, verse, in fact, put verse 26. Go ahead and put that one up there. Uh, it says, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. That literally means inabilities. Okay, it's all it means, an inability. Okay, in other words, you're going along and you, you come to a place where you can't do it in your own strength. You can't do it in your own power. All right, so... He's there to help you 
amen, in your inability, all right? For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. It, doesn't, it says we don't know what we, should, what, we, what we should pray, but we know how to pray, right? Come on. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. We know he's talking about tongues here, okay? That means an articulate speech, so it's something outside your own language. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for all the saints. Now, let me know this is good stuff. According to the will of God. How many want to be in the will of God? Amen. So you're praying in the Spirit. And so the Spirit, because sometimes you don't know what needs to be prayed, but He knows. That's the advantage. Come on. So all of a sudden, you know, He's making intercession for you or intercession for another. You might call out somebody's name and then start praying in the Spirit. And it says, praying according to the will of God. And everybody loves verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. But a lot of times that verse gets pulled out of context. And a lot of times we, we all want to stand on that verse, and that's great. We all love that verse. It's a good refrigerator verse. Amen. Hallelujah. But uh, you can't really have verse 28 without verse 27 and verse 26. Come on now. So we need the help of the Spirit. And the more we pray in the Spirit, remember we're talking about, we're talking about discerning ear, about being led. Come on now. Praying in the Spirit's a big part of that. So you pray in the Spirit of God. Amen. And pretty soon, it's amazing how you end up in the right place at the right time. Come on, somebody. It's amazing how the Spirit of God gets involved with all of this. Amen. Um, other references I thought are worthy of least giving note to. Uh, Romans 8 and 16 says that he bears witness with our spirit. Amen. That we're children of God. John 15 talks about that he, uh, he will testify of Jesus. So you always know when the Spirit of God's involved, He's not going to point you away from God. He's always going to point you to God, right? Um, 1 Corinthians 14 talks about uh, you know, praying in the Holy Ghost. The one that does that edifies himself. Jude 20, maybe we can put that one up. Let's put That's a good verse, Jude 20. Uh, There's only one, one, one chapter. Anyway, but you, beloved, building yourself up on what? Your most holy faith, what? Praying in... The Holy Spirit. Everybody say, building yourself up. Okay, now I thought this is worth bringing up, okay? The word means, uh, ed- the word edify, but it, it's the word edifice, okay? Which means the building up or constructing of something. Embolden or to encourage something. To confirm something. Literally means like to cross-check or verify. So the point being is that as God's building and working things in you, if the Spirit of God's involved, the whole time the Spirit of God's there, listen to cross-check. Confirm. Build upon something. When he realizes, no, that's something you can't build with, he gives you a witness. Sometimes what happens, we're trying to build our life with things, do things, thinking this is where, and the Spirit of God is saying, it's shaky at best. Come on. And so the Spirit of God's trying to, to confirm, cross-check, amen, trying to give witness, bear witness, amen. So you're going along, and he, He'll give you that witness. Sometimes, you know, that's what we talk about, you know, when you're trying to kind of learn the voice a little bit. Sometimes, you, you know, I'm going to go downtown to the store today. Sometimes we'll say something. Do, you know, of course, that's a silly one, but you get the point. But you call it out, and, and if you get this little thing on the inside, a little scratchy feel on the inside... That's the Spirit of God cross-checking, going, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. Yes. It's, it's, it's amazing how it gets involved. 
You know, you think, should I this, should I that? And sometimes we've just learned over the years. Now, you know, we've kind of maybe grew, uh, you, know, you know, up in some things. And so we don't necessarily have to, everything we do, have to call it out loud, uh, you know, because we've grown in some of this. But there are still some times when, man, it's like, man, you got that thing. What do I do? Should I this, should I that? So we'll speak it out loud. And the Spirit's job is to bear witness. See, to cross-check. And if you learn to, to grab hold of that, you realize you get that thing on the inside and you don't override that stuff. Because, you know, you think, oh, no, I, I'm going to go do that. Because, no, no, I really want to do that. You're going to try to build on something that ain't going to be good. And then in about a month or so down the road, you're going to be praying for a miracle. I need help. Right? Come on now, most, right? We've always bring this out, but, but most, most of the things, if you stop and you look at the majority of things that we need miracles or breakthroughs from, were things that if we would have just been listening, we wouldn't be in this shape right now. Now, there's no condemnation because we've all been there. But the point is this, you know, stop overriding it. The Spirit of God's there to help. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to have help. Woo, it's good to have help. Amen. That's part of the advantage. Amen. Okay, so time in the Spirit. Here's the last one here, all right? I got one more, all right? John 10. Now let's go back to John 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they, here we go, and they, and they, and they follow me. Huh? How many of you, you need to follow? So what do you mean, Pastor? Well, here's the deal. One of the things that will help you move forward of this is learn how to follow when he does lead. Don't just follow when you want to follow. You'll actually find if you, keep, if you keep rejecting every time he's trying to lead you, pretty soon he just won't lead you no more. He just stops. Come on. Whew, that got quiet in here. That's a fact. You keep ignoring when he does lead, pretty soon he'll just stop talking to you about it. So that's just the fact. So... His sheep, when, when you hear, right, follow. See, my sheep know my voice, hear my voice, and follow my voice. Amen. So there needs to be times, here we go, times of obedience. Okay, there's just no, you just can't get away from that. <clears throat> Here's this. Uh, I thought this was, uh, you know, um, when he talks about the voice, it's uh, uh, fune, which we actually it's spelled the same way like we would phone. Okay, so when, you, when God's voice is like, you know, God. You know, ring, ring. Come on, right? I mean, really. Uh, 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 phonetics, uh, the saying of a language, verbalizing, articulate tone, all that's dealing with that, that word phone, okay, or phone, which we would, if you looked at it, you'd think it's the word phone, okay? And so, my voice. So, he's, he's always trying. Remember, he, he calls his sheep by name. He knows your name. He's got your, he's got your, your, your number on speed dial. Come on. Hopefully you got his on speed dial. <laughs> Amen. Come on now. But, you know, he, he knows how to talk. He knows how to lead. He knows your name. You know, yeah, he's got you in the contacts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So anyway, the point is, praise God, we got to be willing to follow. So with that said, Mark 4, I'm kind of winding her down here, but here we go. Mark 4, verse 23 says, if anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear, right? Come on. Now, he asks that question. He says, if anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear. No, no, that's great. Verse 24, thank you. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear, for with the same measure 
you use, in other words, what you're willing to follow here, it'll be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. Listen, in other words, so he's basing it on following it because he's not, he's not beyond that. So if you got an ear to hear, and you got, come on, you got an ear to hear, and, you, and with the same measure you use it, come on. So in other words, you follow when you're led. Come on now, more is given. That's what he's saying here. Verse 25, here we go. It says this, for whoever has, and in context, has an ear to hear, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, what? Ears to hear, even what he has will be taken from him. Now, context is not that God says, no, give me that back, I'm taking it back. No, you got to remember, remember this whole chapter, he's dealing with, uh, the sower sowing the word, come on, and all the different conditions of the heart. And then here comes this to scorch it, and this comes in and steals it, and this comes in and, and chokes it out. Come on now. So what happens is when you don't have a near to hear, somewhere along the line, something's either going to get scorched, stolen, choked out. Pretty soon what you did have, you don't have anymore. And it all based on and having an ear to hear. Because think about how God leads us on a daily basis. You know, even about things you think, oh, man, I got that area down. You might be amazed. Well, God still can work with you on that area. Come on, somebody. Come on, right? I mean, you think, hey, I got that down. I'm okay now. I can kind of skip that. You know, I've, I've already done that class. I got a B. It's okay. I think it's good enough. You know, Come on, right? Come on. We move along in life, and the Spirit of God still wants to talk to you about some of that stuff. Come on now. And you don't want, you keep ignoring it, you keep ignoring it, you keep ignoring it, and even what you think you do have, you ain't got no more. It's just, just a thought, you know, think about it. But, but in context, it's what you're dealing with here. So, you know, you don't have an ear to hear when God's trying to walk you through things. You know, you don't have a heart to really receive or something, or you just want to, whatever, for all the other reasons we talked about last week, you know, we reject it, ignore it, we're, we're offended, we're being foolish, whatever. Uh, but regardless, we don't have an ear to hear, so what happens is even those things that we thought maybe we were okay or we had down or whatever, next thing you know, it's all slipping through our fingers. Still with me? Okay, so times of obedience, okay, that's what we're dealing with here. Uh, one of the key words, I thought this was good. Now, you don't see it in the New King James, uh, but it's a word they use in the, in the Old King James. It's the word hearken. Uh, he talks about hearken, okay? And because it means literally to hear with intent. So when he, when he, instead of just the word hearing, it says to hearken unto his voice. To hearken unto his words. Hearken unto his commands. Okay, so it just, the, the word literally means to listen with intent to do. I just thought that was worthy of saying. And so, like I said, we don't necessarily see that Elizabethan English word, so to speak, in, in the New King James. Uh, but that word in itself is what it means. It means to listen with intent to follow. Okay, you still with me? Okay, let's look at a... Um, oh, let's see here. Uh, how many know you're supposed to be a doer of the word, not a hearer only? Okay, that's, that all fits into this. Uh, um, I, I, like, I, like, uh, I, I like what happens when you, when you actually obey when he talks, don't you? Okay, let's put a couple of those up. Just, just why not? Because it's just cool. Let's end it on this kind of a note. So, uh, Job. Put Job, uh, there he is, Job 36 and 11. Okay? It says this. Uh, if they obey and serve him, um, um, what happens? That's a great 401k plan right there. Hallelujah. You'll spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. 
Okay, why? Just because you, you, you're willing to obey and serve. You're willing just to follow when he leads. And that's really what it's referring to. You know, so you guys, God kind of leads you and walks you through things. You're willing to say, okay, yes, sir, I'll do that. Amen. Now remember, uh, you know, I think we found out last week, you know, um, a fool says in his heart, no, no, God. You know, you know, some of the translations say, you know, says in his heart, there is no God. But when you look it up in Hebrew, it's not what it says at all. It just says literally, no. A fool says, no, I don't want to do that. Tells God no. Now, somebody, you know, if he said, don't tell God no, you'd all go, oh, I would never tell God no. God says, don't be offended. Well, you just don't know what that person did to me. You just don't understand God. Come on now, you know, follow this, do this, you know, continue to do this. Well, stay consistent. Stop worrying. Right? I mean, sometimes we just think, well, it's just a friendly suggestion. No, it's God speaks and says, do this, don't do that. And that's those utterances that God's trying to walk you through every day. And so if we obey and serve, hey, man, you, you're going to spend your days in prosperity, your years in pleasures. Amen. Give me another one. Let's see what's the next one after that. That's a good one. If you're willing and obedient, what happens? Well, you eat the good of the land. Hebrews says, eat the best of the land. I like that. Amen. You'll eat the best of the land. The best the land has to offer. Amen. So, praise God. So, being willing and obedient is a good thing. I don't know if, did I give you like Deuteronomy 28? Did I give you that or not? But most of us know that, you know, right? Deuteronomy 28, that, you know, if you, if you listen and follow His voice, it says, if, you, if you're diligent to obey His voice, it says that the blessing comes upon you. I like the blessing. Anybody like the blessing? Yeah. Amen. It says if you don't, you know, it goes on to say, you know, about, you know, 14, 15 verses down the road there, it says, but if you don't listen, you don't give heed to what he says, then all this mess comes on you. I don't like that. Ain't nobody likes that. So it comes down to this again. It's contingent on, you know, following, okay? So uh, part of what happens, as it says there in Mark 4 again, part of what happens, or how this works, is as you... You continue to give heed as God leads. Amen. As you keep doing that, more is, let, more is given, more is given, more is given. Here's the best way to look at this, and I'll close with this. That is this. That is when God begins to lead you and give you steps, you have to understand that the purpose of taking those steps is because it sets you up for the next step. But every time, you know, we decide, no, I, I don't want to do that. I don't wanna. You, it's like you, you're not in a position now to take the next step. Sometimes we miss out on divine opportunities and divine connections and, uh, you know, miss out on certain things because we just won't take the little bitty steps that God leads, all right? So these are all just different ways uh, to help us in discernment or having a developed ear or discerning ear, amen, on, uh, you know, on a daily basis. The idea is to get to the place, praise God, where we can hear God daily, amen, as we commune with Him and fellowship with Him, amen, that we can take the steps necessary, being where we need to be, hallelujah. And I believe with all my heart, amen, if we're following God, amen, every day you're going to be in the right place at the right time. Come on, somebody. Communicating with the right people, amen. Doing the right things, right decisions, right choices, amen. Right, uh, you know, you're signing on the right dotted line. Come on, somebody. Anybody hearing me? 
All right, praise the Lord. You're saying I do to the right person. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, all kinds of things. We can just think of all kinds of areas, right? Think about, you know, about the time you're ready to shovel that bacon double cheeseburger in. The Spirit of God says, don't. Give it to Pastor Jerry. <laughs> My wife always says, you don't even eat those anymore. Well, sometimes. I just don't tell you about it. No, no, amen. God's good, amen? Did you get something tonight? All right, give the Lord a praise. Come on now. Why don't you all stand up? Let me pray over you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. Glory to God. There it is. I'm going. There it is. Hallelujah. Father, we just give you praise, glory, and honor once again. Thankful for your word and for your principles here today. Uh, thank you. We had an ear to hear. Hallelujah. And a heart to receive it. Praise God. And so, Father, I give you praise and glory for a discerning ear for everybody. And the thank you have given us an ear that does hear. Hallelujah. And we are your sheep. Praise God that we know your voice, that we hear your voice, and we follow your voice. And for that, we give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give the Lord a praise. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.